Hello everyone, welcome to Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabrina. I will say hello. <laughs> I is didn't, this thing on? <laughs> I didn't hear Eric say and go. Why am I but so you heard me. <laughs> I, my brain. It's okay. It's fine. How are you? I am fruitful. I just felt like I couldn't yell at you with those <laughs> headphones on. <laughs> they too adorable. Wait, they're not glowing up this time. I felt like a bully. I'm like, who can even question somebody with these powder pink headphones on? <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling fruitful. How about you? I don't know what that means, but I also feel like I'm happy you're feeling fruitful. Thank you. Like, what does it mean to feel fruitful? I don't know. I feel like things are happening. And oh, I feel like, okay. Like hopeful. Okay. Yeah. I hopeful, love that. Fruitful. Um, um, I'm, I'm I, very close to the camera. I feel unhinged this week, but I'm pushing through. <laughs> I do. I really feel like I'm fucking unraveling. You want? I'm unraveling and thriving simultaneously <laughs> at the same time. So they cancel each. They, they cancel you, each other out. Exactly. Get you a woman who could do both. Get you a woman who can be unhinged, unraveling, and 100% like moving forward at the same time. Exactly. Because the thing is, if you talked to me yesterday. I was down in the ditches, not in the dumps, but in the ditches. <laughs> I feel like Me in too. the ditches. <laughs> Maybe that's why we didn't talk yesterday. Because I feel like when you down in the ditches, it's something different. <laughs> <laughs> when you down in the ditches, that means you so far under the fucking dirt that you can't even see it. <laughs> and you don't feel like nobody's coming to help. Yeah. And I feel like it's no, the dirt is like there's comfort, it's still a cushion. The ditches is no comfort. It's black. Like, it's like now sink. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, the new trailer for Nope is coming out, I think the 11th, I believe. For what? Nope is um Jordan Peele new movie. Okay, I didn't see the trailer. It's no trailer, it's the trailer, it's coming out, but it was a poster oh, for it. Kiki okay, Palmer is going to be in it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm excited to see it. Anything Jordan Peele, I'm like, I'm here for it. Because like my mom always say, he is crazy. He is crazy. He's nuts. I love it. Can't wait. But yeah, guys, welcome into the show. We're happy to be here. We got a fantastic fave for it. It was actually recommended by um a Black Girl Brunch listener. We're such a mess. I never have like a, a individual's name. Um, But I actually don't even know if that individual wants me to share their name. So hmm, there was that. But yes, we were given our faith for a four songs that shaped our blackness. Um, and Sabria took it a step further and said four songs that shaped our black girlhood. And I just thought that was like, that got me super excited. Yes. So I'm going to go first. The songs that I feel like definitely shaped my black girlhood and like that I saw like who I wanted to be in these songs. Um, the first song I want to say is Aaliyah, We Need a Resolution. Mm. That video, because like growing up, I was like always into like spooky and like horror stuff. So when I saw that video, I got so excited to see a black woman in that element. And I was just like, this speaks to me. Um, so that video really like clicked for me, the song, like, you know, how the beat was, that was like the, I feel like one of the first times that I just was like, oh my gosh, like, and that was around the time when, you know, Leah was in a uh, queen of the dam. So it was just really exciting for me. So I feel like that's definitely one of the songs that shaped my black girlhood. The next song is 
Janet Jackson doesn't really matter. Um, oh my God. That video was very um, futuristic. It was so cute. And I just loved it. Um, it was just like, again, a black girl just being like very like weird. And I don't want to say like offbeat. And it just like, that was just something that I just was like, I want to like, I, this is how I want to live. This is how I'm going to dress. This is how, like, yes. I just loved it so much like that's how that I song. right it's so cute right I love it and it wasn't it wasn't that on a nutty professor <laughs> um <laughs> soundtrack it was it was the first soundtrack because I used to always remember that used to be my favorite part about when the movie was going off yeah played it I think the credits or whatever mm-hmm. she said doesn't she really said, matter with the other scene because I'm in love with a human being it's like thank you for body positivity Jenny that's what she said yeah, she said, I don't give a because I'm in love. No, but the inner being. That's what she said, because I'm in love with the inner being. Sometimes I really do not bother <laughs> to know the words. And that's the song where it don't matter what she say, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. She said, I don't give a fuck that this man is wearing no, a fat suit. Do not matter to her. Period. And, and her six pack, Lord have mercy. Yeah, that's when it was like six. That's another thing. Sidebar. Janet Jackson is somebody I can relate to so much because, like her, <laughs> my weight be fluctuating. Like, shit, that's shout out to a real one. That is a woman. That's a real one. If for okay. me, it's six pack or or one pack. <laughs> for that's me, all. it's it's just always up in the air so i really feel i really was thinking about this the other week when her documentary came out i still gotta watch it um shout out to my mom for watching it without me thanks but um (laughs) yeah she i definitely could relate to her on that point because and she don't care she's like all right y'all can get whatever i got respect Respect. these last two are very controversial and you'll know when i say the second one why it's controversial so the first one is little kim crush on you now that changed my life. Seeing that video, like also like just hearing, like seeing how cute little Kim was and then like how hard she would rap. When I tell you something shifted in my brain, <laughs> I was just like, this is a real life Barbie. Like this is just like, cause we were like super young when that came out. Like, I was just obsessed. And to this day, that is just one of my favorite songs, like, one of my favorite videos. And, like, again, another, the theme, like, with my um, songs on here is, like, just Black women being, like, outside of, like, they're they're still um, catering to an audience of Black people, especially Black women, but they're doing it in their own unique way. And that You're was offering very, something new. Exactly. And that was very important to me when I was a kid because, like, I would feel weird or I would always feel like, you know, these people are white. Like, you know, like, they don't, like, why don't I see me? Um, so the last one, this is what's going to tell, what's going to be controversial, is Nicki Minaj, <laughs> Itty, Biggie, Itty Bitty Piggy. If you knew me in high school, yes, you know that I was an unhinged barb. You can see yes. the photos. I literally had my prom hair. I wanted to look like me. Like, that's just what I said. I literally said those words verbatim. Um, and so when that song came out, when I tell you, like, that quote from the office, like, I can feel God in this Chili's right now. That's how I felt. I felt God. 
Like, I felt it was that it wasn't a song to me. It was a spiritual experience for me. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive, truly. Like, I'm sorry. Like, not to sound like an old head, but if you wasn't there, you'll never when get you that feeling. If you wasn't there when Bedrock dropped, then I'm sorry. Exactly. Like, and now I know what my parents be talking about when they say certain things. I'm like, like, that was just a shift in the universe. Like, it was just crazy. And the fact that I got to see her perform that song live, it was just like, you had to, I have never, like, honestly, truly, old bitches winning. Like, I'm just very happy that I got to be, like, a teenager during that time. Like, same. That was just. I saw Nicki Minaj perform, um, like when, like before they all had albums. Yep. I saw Nicki Minaj perform, Drake perform before they actually had albums yep. out. And like to think about that now, it's just like that was fucking crazy. And that you was, know what's wow. weird? My mom always said no to everything. Mm-hmm. That was the first time she said yes. That was my first concert, and I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. wow. That was but no, so, that was definitely your shit in high school. That was when I tell y'all that walking around with my computer, oh, because we went to a school that was paperless, so we had everybody had laptops. Walking around blasting itty bitty piggy on a Dell laptop, like you know the vibes. And the fact that you fucking walked out to that for our presidency. Baddest <laughs> in the school, baddest in the lane. Like the baddest in the game. <laughs> like I was just like, yo. That was my shit. It really definitely despite, you know, who she is now, who she, like, you know the thing that I cannot lie. That our so- legal team has advised us not to speak on that. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's all I'm saying. But that song raised me. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, no, that was a phenomenal list, and I'm not surprised. It feels like very much you in the best way. Um, <laughs> first on my list is Scrub by TLC. Yeah, you again, mind that is <laughs> something shifted. And again, that is so. You, if you wasn't mind. there, you just don't get it. If you ask my cousins to this day, <laughs> what I used to always sing, they were like, "Do you know any other song?" Do you know any other song? The fact that I was like, every talent show, Scrub is a guy. Like, that was every talent show. Every time we played Apollo, and I was, I was suggested, I was like, y'all want to play Apollo? Like, do y'all want to play talent show? Because I know what I'm about. I'm about to shut this shit down. And I knew every word. I love that song because of the video that again, futuristic robotic also love that they all gave us something so different. Mm-hmm. Like again, crazy, sexy, cool. And I think that I like to try to be all those things. So I was like, I want to be chilly. I want to be t boss and I want to be left out because they all were so beautiful and so cool. And just no scrub was a really great song for me to learn because Anytime, um, like a guy that I was even slightly interested in display any of those characteristics, something in my gut just felt like this ain't right. Also known as a buster. If he got a shorty and don't show love. That's definitely true. Oh, hell no. We're not doing it. <laughs> if he's in a passenger side, now that, now that you think about it, that's kind of fucked up. If he's in a passenger <laughs> side, like what if they're just like making a run? Me. I guess they meant consistently. I like, really I be know. in the passenger side of your I know. Ride. I know a lot of guys that be in the passenger side of their best friend's ride, and they are cool people. But <laughs> I just feel like they was talking about, you know, I feel like 
bombs hit different in the early 2000s. They, I mean, yeah. that was the late 90s or early 2000s. It was yeah. the early 2000s. I feel like it hit bums. They was just like, ain't shit. They was like Jody from Baby Boy. Like, can I borrow your car? I mean, they still be like No, that. they were, come on, man. I need your car to do. <laughs> the way I would fly kick somebody that raised their voice at me about my shit. Power Ranger. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, Scrub by TLC. Honey by Mariah Carey. So, yeah. Because it was just, first of all, I always knew Mariah Carey was black. Like, I just fucking knew. I guess it was because, like, her. I hadn't seen, like, um, light-skinned black people in that capacity that look like Mariah Carey in my real life. But I just could tell by the way her voice was and the fact that her backup dancers were all black. She was, like, with Puff Daddy. Yes, it was Puff Daddy back then. <laughs> it was Mace. She was with Mace. I'm like, this feels very African-American. And I was right. Um, but something in me unlocked and wanted to be... I just think that Mariah Carey's womanhood is something that hits home for me because it's so playful, but it's so grown at Mm -hmm. the same time. And I just really, really try to embody that a lot as a woman, like something that's like, I like being cute. I like being playful, but I also like being super like bold and strong. And I think Mariah Carey, her songs like all of that. Then you grow up and you realize she wrote all of them. Again, the lamb is about to just jump clean out right now because <laughs> I love her so much. That song did it for me. Like obsessed with that video, obsessed with that gold dress, like obsessed with her jumping into the water and coming out with the wetsuit, like obsessed. She knew she was hot. Like she just knew it. Um, Crazy in love. When that shit dropped and when Beyonce turned around and said, you ready? No, I was not. That I was, was not ready. Wild. I- that that shifted something. No, for that real. That shifted something for in the real. culture. When crazy, I would watch that video all day, every day. And it came out in the summertime. It was at every cookout. I loved it. My mom loved it. Babies loved it. It was like one of those songs. Like, you don't have shit like that too often where everybody loved it. Everybody wanted to do, you know, the crazy and love booty bounce dance. Like, everybody wanted to do that. And uh, and to think that, like, she just kept going with, like, naughty girl, baby boy. Hit after oh, hit. Hit after hit with visuals that differentiated from each other. Like, sometimes I'll be seeing these videos and they all blend together because there's no concept. Yeah. No, she was on an island in one video acting out, you know, me, myself, and I, this scene, it's just something shifted. And it, again, that super feminine, but super strong, super different. Like, I just love this so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's finally, it's funny. Sorry, go ahead. sorry to cut you off, but it's funny because like, I always do, I think we both do this. Like we are conscious about what Beyonce stuff we put. So each other, we don't always both have Beyonce on our list. Yeah. Like, Cause I don't I, even I think, like, I don't know. even think to put that, um, so on my on my list, but look, she came up, <laughs> mother. But crazy in love just was one of those songs where I'm like, I cannot deny like something in my childhood just was like, I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, like, me I'm obsessed with her. Me and Jarrell, we would go in my the computer room in my house, and it was like when the, it was the preview on her website, and like the clip, it just was like the it was just like the uh it was just like the beginning of the song wasn't the full song, and we still was like hype over that. It was no lyrics <laughs> to this day. To this day, that song comes on in the gym and I'm like, yeah, it can get, it can absolutely take me there. Like this song could absolutely take me there. The final, 
as a bit of a wild card, but never let you go by Faith Evans. Okay. That's not, that's another song you always sing. <laughs> that's another song I'll always sing. And it all ha- is because my aunt got married to this song. So I felt I was, I'm going to sound like a, a weirdo, but I wasn't listening to like a bunch of secular music. <laughs> like when I was a kid, besides like Mariah Carey, Michael Jackson, like my mom was a little bit older than everybody else's mom. So she was not listening to that shit. My mom was listening to this like the OJs and stuff. Like she just wasn't. So when I grasped on to like any song from pop culture, like again, 90s when I was like six and seven and couldn't control what I listened to, I would be obsessed with it. And Never Let You Go. I think I heard it so much again because they were like rehearsing. We kept watching the wedding tape. And also it is a super beautiful song. Like even to this day, I'll listen to like Never Let You Go by Faith Evans. And I'll be like, this is one of the top love songs. <laughs> yeah. Like when I remember when you first told me about like how much of that song, I'm like, we the same age. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that is such a beautiful song i was like so go listen to it confused it is a beautiful song but i just was like she made me have a very dramatic take on love as a as a little girl it was like wow this is how it's gonna feel to be in love that's how i'm like uh she did serious that's all (laughs) i'll say another song by a black woman that shaped me was jojo's um (laughs) so no Loki, kidding, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> you know a song though. Yeah, but um, continue to send us Black History teens, please, 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 please. All right, now it's time for toast for sis. This week we're gonna be praying for sis. Um, so Sandra Bland's birthday recently passed. Um, and so did Trayvon Martin. And we don't want to spend too much time talking about that because we know that this is can be very painful because, you know, they aren't here with us. But we do want to take time to acknowledge them and their birthdays and wish them happy heavenly birthdays. Yes. Rest in peace to them. Right. Now we want to move on to tea time and start with TV dinner. Euphoria, baby. Wow, babes. I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> best episode so far, though. Best I, ever, I keep saying it. The Every episode. episode I watch, I'm like, I think this was my favorite episode, but it don't be my favorite episode of Euphoria. It's like one of my favorite television show episodes. This was like, a good episode. Yeah. This shit was so good. The acting through the roof. I just feel like Zendaya deserves uh, an Emmy, an Oscar, a Black Girl Blunch, a, a Black Girl Brunch Award. <laughs> Um, <laughs> she deserved a Black Girl Rock Award. She deserved a BT Award, a VMA, a Country Music Award. Yeah. Like she really ate this performance up. She really did. Um, let's jump into it. Um, so like you were saying earlier, that wasn't she wasn't representing who Rue was. It was like that's how addiction can get addiction personified yeah exactly like everything like the literally the highs and lows within minutes seconds of each other um and then like you know apologizing and like you know getting like you know flustered and like with themselves and then everybody around them and just being like nasty to people um that was just like whoa like yeah great writing it was great writing. her it was great writing and her mom her mom's interactions with her. Like, I just realized, like, 
like when her mom's had to slap her mm-hmm. and was like, you don't scare me. I raised you. Like, you don't scare me. Honestly, I thought like, oh, she's about to kick Rue out and they about to, you know, she about to not talking to her. But it just kind of shows like when that's your child and when you love them, you understand this ain't them. Because mm-hmm. she kept chasing her around. She yep. kept following her around. She did not give up. Mm-hmm. She did not give up on her child. And I'm just like, I know that we gave the mom a lot of shit for not peeping that she was on drugs, but I'm happy that she responded in the way that she did. Because honestly, I think that if you do have a loved one, especially a child with addiction issues like that, you have to be able to see past their rages and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You're not going to give up on your child ever. Exactly. But um, yeah, that, that scene with her, like in her mom's face, it's just, I think I never seen one of my favorite characters so down, so bad, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like at each time she kept crossing a point of no return to me, mm-hmm. like through, like throughout the episode, like knocking down her, kicking in the door, fucking trying to attack her sister all for the suitcase and that where she put it, where she put it, where she put it like that sickness. And I don't know if she was scared of, like the penalty of losing the suitcase, or if she just needed the drugs. Like I don't know which one she was tripping about. Exactly, worse. it could it could have been a combination of the two. Um, because like if you that is pretty scary. You think about it. Like if you lose the drugs of like a drug pen, it's like a, I mean a kingpin. It's like uh yeah, this is not gonna be good. But honey, when I tell you when I heard Jules' voice, my heart dropped. I was like, cause like nobody, like think about that. Like you are being your worst self and you think it's just your mom and your sister there. Like, and Jules haven't seen her that bad. But when I heard her voice, I was like, oh my gosh, it is bad for her. It is so I was bad. So, and I thought that was going to be the most awkward thing to happen in the episode. Boy, was I wrong. God damn. <laughs> but it just was crazy when Jules was like, we flushed it. I was like, who, who the fuck was that? And when her mom was like, are you real embarrassed now? Yeah. On your shit. On your, I'm like, damn, this is like a real black ass mom experience because my that mom is, would do this. Yeah. <laughs> bad a moment ago he's kicking down the damn door but i'm like yo imagine like elliot that's his name right mm-hmm. elliot and fucking jules listening to her act like that and just they probably was looking at each other like bro what yeah like we did not know it was this bad i know oh my god elliot looks so sick he looks so sick and he probably like, damn i thought she's on regular drugs like me <laughs> i know like no it's bad for her like she's yes. not a casual drug user like she is natty and like yeah. then when um then she like you know what fuck it i'm gonna let the chopper sing like at first i thought she's gonna back down but then she like started getting in um in jewel's face and jewel's was like i'm not gonna give you what you want like i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna sit here 10 toes down i'm glad that jewel's left though i am glad mm-hmm. um that she looked at her and she left because it's just like nothing it's like there's nothing i could do for you i did i did my part also, a lot of people was like so and I feel like it was like younger people when they were like, um, yeah, they snitched on her or whatever, blah blah. blah. As somebody who, um, <laughs> on heroin, of course. Yeah, I was say as somebody who's constantly being snitched on for doing crazy stuff, I feel like I if somebody didn't like do that, that means that they don't care. So I feel like I never like when somebody has told like when I was acting irrationally and somebody has said something about it, I never felt like oh, you 
faster Backstabber. you snitch. Yeah, I just felt like, oh, damn, I'm wilding. Like, I yeah. never felt like that. So I'm like, uh, yeah, back off. Like, you know, like, don't, you know, don't do that. Also, also I realized that um, the first season, I'm not gonna lie, Jules annoyed the hell out of me. This season, besides her, like, cheating, she hasn't annoyed me. Um, not besides her, besides her cheating. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's normal. But, um, she... <laughs> it's normal but um yeah she hasn't annoyed me like that this season um yeah when the people were talking about jewel snitching i'm like see one thing about me i don't actually give a fuck about being a snitch so you can't weaponize that especially when it comes me. to your safety like no i really don't they care. did the I right thing people, they did the only thing the only fucking thing because she's gonna kill herself like that's what it comes down to it's not about it's loyalty to the right thing you know because some people times people don't want the best for themselves that's just it yeah is exactly. it yeah when fucking jules left and like you know she broke down did that cry i really was so relieved i was like thank god she's coming around she wants to go to hospital and i started getting so scared when they did this genius thing where rue's mom was talking but it was like muffled to the point where you could barely hear it and it was like i guess how rue was experiencing it or hearing it it was like muffled i like and that. i'm like see this is a true example of how when somebody is under the influence they really are not themselves they can't even hear you they really their brain is just not here you they cannot even hear you and that's the challenge because it's like all right you're a human you're feeling these emotions they're putting you in like these scary spaces mm -hmm. all the while you have to keep in mind that they're not themselves mm -hmm. they can't hear they're incapable of doing the right thing right now mm -hmm. exactly i love that i feel like that was such a great like artistic choice but yeah that scene was like it packed a punch like that whole thing um also, when they were leaving the house and Elliot was like smoking and they were outside the house and they were just looking and she was like hunched down in the car, just looking back. That fucking yawn she kept doing. I was like, wow, <laughs> this is like taking me there. Like, I don't right. know. It's just like, why? You know, I, that must be some type of symptom that she researched, but that was just like, what, like a withdrawal. But she just kept yawning, kept yawning mm -hmm. and rubbing her stomach and like scratching her stomach. And I was just like, I felt so uncomfortable. I couldn't understand how she was running. Mm -hmm. This bitch gets out in the middle of fucking traffic yes. and starts booking it. She was like, I'm sorry. I'm just like, oh. Car crashes all over the place. Gia. Ruth was so fucking chaotic. She <laughs> didn't screaming. give a shit. She was like, get her mom. Sorry, that's so me. And it's. <laughs> Now that would piss me off because what the fuck am I supposed to do? I know. Why? Yeah, I was about to say she, but also she's a kid. So it's just. Like, I hate when people tell me to do something <laughs> when I'm like, what? What do you want me to do? Go like, get smacked uh, trying to run and get her? She was like, come <laughs> One thing she's going to do is cry. That girl can cry I be her ass feeling off. it. She, the way she be pouting the disappointment in her eyes, like, I'm just like, damn. Like wow. that was, yeah, that, because from the previews, I was scared that that was the moment that we was going to lose Rue. I was like, because I thought they was going to Ned Starker. Oh my God. Child. But it got crazier. It just like everything else. <laughs> she was not. Again, 
I swore Jules being there was going to be the gag of the episode. I was like, eh. like, ooh, we got it out the system early this episode. No, I've never been like thrown for a loop so much in one show episode. Like she's running. I'm getting scared because this bitch is sleeping outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, my girl down bad. Like she going downhill. Then she fucking like arrives at Cassie's, um, Cassie and Lexi's place. First of all, Lexi knew from jump, like, something's off with her yeah also love that ruby like super chill but everybody love her (laughs) yeah right i love that too and it's like everybody got to see how terrible her addiction was in that moment like when she came back down the steps and her mom was there she was like yo like this the worst day ever at first i was annoyed though when um when Cassie and Lexi mom was talking to her because i'm like why is she talking to her but then she was like she's not clean i'm like okay she like you know um mm-hmm. she sees it because i'm like why does nobody see it i'm like she's so sweaty she probably smell bad like she was sleep on the ground yeah she was sleep <laughs> on the ground and she's sweating in los angeles <laughs> you do the bad. and she's rude she never really looks the like she the cleanest city, right but. somebody was like she definitely could have used her bike that episode i'm like no <laughs> yo, she her bike. but that's why i'm like yo that bike ain't really paid off because this bitch cardio Cause i was about like, to say if you ever walked in converses you know those are not for running they barely for walking for real but you you feet be bald as fuck at the end shout out to the people with flat feet who really wouldn't mind me my arches be killing me but um but yeah she gets to the house um first of all every Cassie looks nuts because it was just coming from when she like you know was threw up and all that stuff. She looks nuts. Um, and first of all, some people was like she gave her great advice. First of all, take it one a day at a time. That's something people say when they're not listening to you. The smirk that she did, like she really looked around at everybody where she snapped. That was terrible advice. Why would you say that to somebody? Because honestly, I'm sorry. Like, I know it's different, but like there's times where I have withdrawn from my like legal medicine and I felt like snappy. If somebody said that to me, I would be like, what the fuck? Like, you're not listening to me. Take it one day at a time. So and you're not giving me that advice for me. You're giving me that advice because you just want me to not be an addict right now. You're not actually, you don't actually fucking get it right now. Like, exactly. Shit, I'm addicted. My whole body is yearning for this right now. But when fucking she, one day at a time sounds terrible. Terrible. It sounds long and excruciating. Exactly. Like, so, and then that little nod she did, like she swore she snapped and <laughs> Ruth said, bitch, how long you been fucking on Nate Jacobs? That was so crazy. And the fact that like, I don't know if anybody people like the fact that Lexi instantly believed it, like she guessed. Yep. <laughs> she put her, she clapped her hand right over her mouth. And that look in her eyes was just like, oh, that's what it is. That's why this bitch been acting weird. Yeah. And it, you know, you put two. So I don't know how true it is, but the streets were saying that um hunter and the guy who played nate jacobs don't get along Mm. that's why they switched it to cassie and nate because it was supposed Mm. to be their thing like prolonged um i don't know if that's like true or not this is all the one thing i do know that's true um that i did read about is the fact that barbie who plays cat and sam levinson um the writer um were beefing basically and that's why Kat's character had um like 
her role has been like cut like short if you notice that mm. it's not a lot of cat in this um it's because yeah. uh she didn't agree where where her character was going um didn't like it so he like took away you know her um a lot of her lines and stuff but it probably was some pathetic like big girl story it was an eating disorder the story she didn't want to do it yeah yeah i knew it was gonna be something yeah that's weight. what it was it was like, eating disorder she didn't want to do it <sighs> so, so shitty yeah that is shitty but it does make sense to me though the nate and cassie thing it does even if it was it, supposed it, to be it's way juicier it's, yeah i feel like that does make more sense because like the jewels and nate thing i feel like that shouldn't have been prolonged i feel like you know that was creepy yeah it's very creepy free her of that and that um that character um but uh yeah it does make sense with the nate and um cassie but oh my gosh when she said that and like that maddie was like first of all the way cassie ran up them steps like a bitch and that fucking cry was like no he didn't no he didn't right and she was like you're gonna believe her she's an addict she's an addict i'm like whoa classic there we go that's my girl (laughs) there she goes there goes my white girl yes there she is classic white women that is classic you want to believe her she's an addict I'm like, can you believe her? Like, that is the classic thing people... And it's like, it's 100% true. But my favorite thing is, Rue didn't even care. She just did that to, like, just distract everybody. So Fuck it up. Like, like, all right, if I, <laughs> y'all got to see me at my worst, I ain't going to be the only one here. I also like that when Maddie was like, Rue, for some confirmation, yeah. she's like, after New Year's. <laughs> and then Maddie was like, it clicked. Like, okay, I cannot uh-huh. To see what happened. Ooh, I want week. Maddie to warm that ass up. I can't wait to see what happened. Also, like warm it up. Uh, people were saying, and I believe it too, that if Cassie is pregnant again, she's definitely going to keep it. For sure, one hundred percent. And Nate might do some crazy shit to her. Mm-hmm. But I love in the middle of all that, Rue takes off again. She starts running even worser. Um, and she's entering strangers' homes. I thought it was way worse. Yes. It's way worse than what we fucking thought. Exactly. It's way worse. Entering strangers' oh home, God. breaking and entering. Um, that fucking white guy looked under that bed. He said, what the fuck? <laughs> no, I was screaming when she said, honey, get the gun. <laughs> My fucking worst nightmare. <laughs> Honey, get the gun. <laughs> the light her ass up. The first time you rob somebody. <laughs> get the fucking strap. Period. About to end she her. She said, oh, shoot, honey. We've been robbed. Get the gun. <laughs> and she started running her ass he up. He looked under that bit, and I was like, no, she definitely going to jail right now. Yeah. She fucking escapes. She definitely, yeah, she escapes. And then when she- the cops was chasing her traffic accident oh, wait we, we forgot when she she went to fez house now she was on some dirty stuff trying to take <laughs> medicine for he was like you gotta go he, he was like it's the principal rule <laughs> he said rule is the principal <laughs> you taking my mom pills like this is not okay he said no you gotta go <laughs> He said, "Bro, you crossed the line. <laughs> like, she definitely had to go. But when she started pushing him, 
He's a rude bro. Dude. <laughs> like he can never sit at home and relax. It's always Every something. Time try to kick his feet up and just finally just unload. <laughs> Somebody come to his door with some bullshit. And the fact that he's always fighting rude, that is <laughs> <laughs> like he like they always That's his fight. best friend. Yeah, that's really <laughs> his best friend. They be physically That's his bestie. They be physically fighting. Like <laughs> Ashtray trying to watch cartoons. He's like, <laughs> Finally, no, I know one. He's trying to be a kid for once. That's one person you who don't side I'm not trying to get on. Her, for real. <laughs> but yeah, that was so dirty of her to do that. But yeah, she gets in traffic after that and like cars are colliding. Then she go to the spooky mistress house. That lady is so... Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, before that. We wait. need to talk about how when the fucking cops were chasing her and she jumped over into those people's yard and she went through a table. Oh yeah. I <laughs> Bro, that was the first time in my life where I wanted the cops to catch somebody. I forgot that happened. That was... I wanted the cops to catch her so bad because I felt like she needed to like calm down. <laughs> she really needed to like calm down. <laughs> Then she um then she gets to the spooky lady house. Um, mm-hmm. first of all, she greets her, Ruby Bennett. Scary. <laughs> Very scary. Um, and then she was like, I knew the first time I met you, you were gonna be in my life for a very long time. What do you mean by uh-huh. that? Um Why are there birds here? <laughs> one. Um, another thing, um, she bypassed all those drugs and she gives her morphine. Like, straight up. Um, also, what's behind that padded lock? Like, the door. What's that they heard scratching? Yeah. Also, I didn't peek. <laughs> <laughs> what? Scratching? I'm sorry. I feel like I know you need some drugs, but when you want to leave, after that right <laughs> and also like i didn't peep but somebody said the suitcase was out there that's what i'm saying so i was like when the suitcase came out i'm like so what is she is she paying back for the principal or did is that another suitcase but it looks like that's a suitcase and also you knew she wasn't clean when you saw her so- i'm just so confused about like what she had what they had planned for plan for her i was so scared when she gave rue that morphine and rue said thank you i was like oh my god this is so sad so it's like somebody come get her like she got like i I also was like i know she mentioned having an opioid addiction too yeah like the um lori mm-hmm. so i was just like maybe lori is trying to force zendaya to get clean and She's going to lock her up until she can make her clean. Yeah. And like, that's illegal and it is kidnapping. But I'm like, is that going to be some twisted way? And I was like, I really don't want to see that tra- traumatic ass storyline with Rue being captured. Remember they did that shit to Tara from True Blood? And oh, I hated yeah. it. They had her like being sexually assaulted by the vampire Franklin, remember? Yeah, I don't want to see I that. I just didn't want to relive that. Yeah, because people keep on saying that she's going to traffic her. But the thing is, she escaped. But, like, did she escape? Because, like, I don't trust... I really... After seeing, like, how stuff has been... Edit, like, Nate thinking he, like, marrying Cassie and stuff like that, I don't trust what I see on Euphoria sometimes. I'm like, was exactly. that a dream that she escaped? Is she still in there? 
Like, you know? I don't know, but yo, that shit, when she had them keys by that door, again, I found myself being like, I just want them to wake up and put her back in the room simply because she I'm so scared. I just want her to, I feel like I don't know what she going to do. Then when she jumped in old, jumped from the second floor in them flat ass shoes. And start running fast and shit to get through that door. And you know what I realized this entire episode? Rue is ambitious. Rue is very ambitious. In the wrong way. she, if she was as ambitious about other things in lives and life, I also know she was, you know, on drugs, but I'm just saying like her ambition to do what she actually wants to do, which is to get high. Mm-hmm. is so crazy. It's like, what if you had that? And like, that gives me faith that she can get better. Cause I didn't even know she had that much energy. So the fact that she can, if she could just repurpose that energy, mm-hmm. she'll be fine. Exactly. But it's like, it's gotta be, like going through withdrawal is painful. And I mm-hmm. feel like once she can get past that, like I feel like there's hope for Rue, even after all the craziness we saw. Did you watch the preview for the next episode? I didn't. I didn't see it on HBO Go. It hasn't been shown. So on HBO so Max, what, what you gotta do is when the episode is ending, like I like, okay, last week the episode was like fifty four minutes. So when it's like at fifty three, you press the um the button down and then there'll be um previews and stuff at the bottom. If you press okay. the down button on your remote. Um, mm-hmm. that's what to do for me. Um, but the next episode, it looked crazy as hell. Like Maddie, like you could hear Maddie a voiceover and she's like, I just want to kill her. Mm. Um, and then it showed like a gun and a CD and like Maddie in the car. Um, it looked wild. So like Shh. I don't know if she's gonna kill she probably not gonna kill her, but like, is she? Can't wait. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing show, man. This shit is just Ooh, something else. Great. Great show. <laughs> Great show. <laughs> That's all I got to say. That's how I feel. That episode I was, was bomb. quiet as hell. Wait, Same. wasn't it? Like you, I didn't even was, live tweet like that. Didn't you say Ryan said that like she, she thought that Euphoria like what was the tweet Euphoria is a show about like being uh, glittery makeup and being gay? <laughs> she was like, "This is the scariest thing I've ever seen." It was terrifying. Like that it was. was truly terrifying. That really was like a horror movie. I'm like, how did Dare say like it does not glamorize drugs at all? Like I already feel scary about drugs, but that definitely puts a nail in the coffin. I'm like, this is not fun. No, absolutely not, man. I can't wait for next week's episode. Same. Can't wait. Oh, and also, like, first episode where there was no sex scenes, no genitalia, and it was great. We loved it so much. More. More of that. Please, everybody, (laughs) across the board, we don't have to see so much sex. Yeah. Please. All right. So that was it for TV dinner. Let's get into the rest of tea time. Um, So we're going to talk about these things really quick because, you know, got to get going. But Peloton is firing 2,800 employees, about 20% of their corporate staff. Um, Apparently, the company isn't doing so well after the pandemic, which is wild because Peloton was that girl in 2020. Peloton had Beyonce design the Ivy Park joint just for them. They partnered with Beyonce. Yeah. Like, everything was going well, but, you know, I guess since the world is opening back up, people don't want to be in their houses working out. Like, 
they actually want to go back to the gym. And I can say that's the truth for myself. Like I'll be in the house doing everything. So anytime I can get out, I want to get out. Yeah. Um, but the weirdest part is that again, you lay off 20% of your corporate staff. They gave them a severance package and they also gave them a one year Peloton membership. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to fucking ride a Peloton after I just got let go. Yeah, and also like one year, that's so like insulting. Like they could have did it, like give it to me until I get a job or some shit like that. It's just wild to me because I wanted to work for Peloton so bad. I was like, damn, this seemed like a dream company. Like yeah, wellness, I did too. fitness. I really wanted to work with Peloton and I just kept feeling like they were being funny about like like if you reached out to a recruiter just to like add them on LinkedIn, they wouldn't really like accept you. And I was like, damn, like I was applying to all of these Peloton jobs. Never a call back, which, you know, highly competitive, but it's like, it's so wild for them to go from being known as that competitive to like layoffs. Yeah. Life comes at you fast. Like as somebody who got laid off, um, by a million dollar company, I'm like, no, 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 no. But it's so wild (laughs) that (laughs) it's so so wild to me that it's happening like this year. So I'm like, I mean, I know how severe the pandemic hit because like I'm still having a hard time finding a job. But the fact that like, because I know somebody else, um, a mutual of mine, like got laid off this year um, because of like the repercussions of the pandemic. But I'm like, yo, this shit's still like knocking stuff over. It's like- And waves. Yeah. So it's like, what is safe? Like, you know, like, is there any, is there is such thing as safe? Like, you know? I don't feel so like it. It yeah, really right? don't feel like it. I feel like the only thing that's safe is like the medical industry, mm-hmm. um, the food industry. Yeah. Meaning like actually the production of food, mm-hmm. not necessarily the restaurant industry um, and the tech industry. The tech cause... industry is booming even more because remote work is never going to come back. I mean, it's never going to go away. Yeah. And again, we're going to always need supplies from like the grocery store. Like if you in the supply chain, your job is probably a hell on earth right now, mm-hmm. but probably so high in demand. Exactly. Like, um, also another thing, it's crazy. It's also crazy to me. Cause like this year, one of my goals was, I'm like, I want to get a Peloton and I'm like, Ugh. same. I'm like, Goop. like, Damn. and it's crazy. Cause like, I know, I can't want to say it's crazy, but it is. Cause like, I know two people that I actually know personally just got Pelotons. So I'm like, what is, it's just so like when stuff like this happened, it's just like, you don't know the capacity of like, um, supply demand how companies go because like for instance the company that i worked for everybody in retail got laid off like if we only had 10 stores and they all got shut down um everybody in retail got laid off um some people that even worked in like the headquarters got laid off but then there was a moment where um it's like in the news where um some people that worked in the office um got because the company uh this i'll just say it was sphinx and um hopefully i don't work there anymore but um yeah they uh sarah blakely had sold the company so then like all these employees in the office like they got rewarded with like a first class trip like a ten thousand dollar trip and they got like ten thousand dollars like incentives and stuff and it's like wow because like i got laid off um and and at, at that company like I had got two raises while I was there so when it was good it was good but it's crazy because like a small portion of us like suffered 
and but then some people also got like raises and like other incentives so it's like so crazy how to gauge things um because i think the same thing that happened at my cup like the per- well the pandemic fucked us but the ceo <laughs> the fuck this hard <laughs> but um the ceo of peloton stepped down um and now the somebody that worked at spotify is now going to bring in the peloton oh yeah um, like this so the former um some like a former leader at spotify his name's barry i forget his last name yeah he's gonna be stepping in because peloton's um ceo the pressure was just too much and they were like yeah i can't so now barry's stepping up and like i said don't let us down barry yeah it's just so wild it's really like i thought that i uh it's really a doggy dog world like for real like some like yeah. Iman always say like sometimes you the dog sometimes you the hydrant and it's just like you can just never you can never be sure like you, you just, can never can't. guess it you can it's literally some days you the dog some days you the hydrant you just yeah you just don't know exactly you just never because i because i was like this is my last retail job like i was like i'm gonna leave this gracefully and go somewhere else the same was like, yeah. i said it was my last job three jobs ago <laughs> Yeah, you really I was do. like, I, this my, I'm just working this, and I'm gonna focus on my create. It's just one thing you gotta do in, in life is play ball. <laughs> <laughs> one thing you gotta do is play fucking ball. Period. You can't even anything you had planned. <laughs> Please, you know what's funny in life? You gotta play ball, but you don't know which ball. It's like one second it's football, this is basketball. <laughs> then you have like a tennis ball. It's like it's just volleyball. That's life. Exactly. Like I don't even know. I'm literally applying to anything right now. I could be a doctor tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> if, bitch. If I see you walk through with some scrubs and a, and a tethos, what's it called? A telescope. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like, Steph- if I see you walk around with that shit around your neck, I'm going to fucking lose it. And, and it's crazy because oh, I didn't so even tell you, but, like, I somebody called me today to apply for, like, jobs keep on reaching out to me. And, like, a, I'll tell you off the mic, but, like, a company reached out to me today. <laughs> Forgot to tell you, but, um, yeah. Good. Company reached out to Love me today. And it is so random, too. Um, But, you know, if they want to hire me, I work there. Like, fuck it. Period. Exactly. All right, so moving on. We were, we could just give a quick snippet. Kim and Kanye are having drama and they both are getting what they deserve. I'll say that. Period. That's very ghetto. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sunken place. You know them, you hate them. Columbus Short. Yeah, um, let's go. I just feel like, wow, Columbus Short really had a great reputation. Mm-hmm. At one point, stomped the yard. Like, his character was so, like, you know, lovable and refreshing. He was in This Christmas. And then, you know, he was in Scandal with um, our girl, Carrie Washington. Wait, Everybody he was loved- in Stomp the Yard and This Christmas alongside yeah. Chris Brown. <laughs> okay. Well... Well, hmm. Mr. Mr. and Mr. Pauls love to put their paws on people. Um, so Columbus Short lost his role on Scandal because of like a domestic violence incident. And Shonda said, absolutely the fuck not. Period. Cut him off. Period. And he was just acting very strange for a period of time. And everybody just was like, oh, he a cold weirdo. We didn't even know it. Like, but now we see it and no one, like people just kind of stopped talking about him. Mm -hmm. 
guess who was arrested again uh, for apparently uh, put, putting it, getting too handsy. So apparently um, his wife called the cops on him and he going to say his wife, uh, <laughs> sorry. It says when police officers arrived at the scene, the scandal actor claimed to have been punched by his wife. However, according to the report, she was the only one present injury. See? Not to say she didn't punch him, but it's just like, she's the one that's injured. Um, and he put the truth. Like if say you didn't know what happened, you were like, well, could did, were they fighting each other? That's bad. This and other. First of all, no man's supposed to be putting his hand on this woman, Period. on a woman. There's that's that on that. Exactly. Second, um, if you needed any convincing that he was fucking guilty, please go check out his, um, the video. He said the truth. Marriages are challenging, but getting through it is the blessing. I am not an abusive man, nor am I on drugs, but drinking alcohol makes my mouth get a little out of pocket. That's the truth. My wife and I are working on our marriage and in real work. That's, that's what he said. And then he said something about how like he snatched the phone out of his wife's hand and scratched her hand. And he was like, when the cops got there and it was his word against hers, he said, you know, they had no other choice. They had to look at the scratch and based on that scratch, I went to jail. <laughs> he is crazy. He's batshit crazy. Like, based on a scratch, no, nigga, it was something else. And you know it, you liar. You know it was something else, you freak. He is such a little so, freak. It says here, in March 2018, Short repeatedly, reportedly pled no contest to allegedly hitting his wife during the incident on November 2017. At the time, the actor was on probation for a bar fight and was sentenced to one year behind bars for violating the terms of probation. Prior to that, Short has had multiple domestic violence allegations dating back to at least 2014. He is violent and crazy. Y'all. Mm-hmm. Why do you, who, who would want to even fucking marry Columbus short after hearing that? But it's just like, oh my God, this man is crazy. And he's a liar. Like you ever look at somebody's eyes and they be real glossy mm-hmm. and you be like, you look like a damn ventriloquist doll. So, a lying ass ventriloquist doll. Yeah. I just looked him up and, um, his wife, uh, he had two so far. I don't know which one is this one now, but yeah, he just looked like a liar and just the way he's saying, like, based on the scratch, like, you're a liar (laughs) and, like, you, it was way more than that. You talking about some like, oh, my mouth gets out of control. No, your hands probably get out of control, too. Like, you are just a liar and it's a shame because he had, he could have been great. He really, he really could have been been great. great. He He was like a favorite. Yeah, I just feel like some people are so crazy and violent. They don't realize that this should never be a coincidence that you just keep getting in this situation this many times. Exactly. How many times have you been arrested for domestic violence, Sabrina? Literally zero. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say zero for myself too. So this man has dating back to 2014, been in and out of jail for violence, and Mm -hmm. he just somehow be like. Look, marriage is hard. It's like, no, you're crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, it's hard, but it's not like that. Like, you know what? Take a damn boxing class. Like, do something. Like, you're, this thing is nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. So, watch them. That's all I got to say. Right, yeah, watch them. Um, moving on into, um, oh, shit, you got the listener letter up? Hold up. Let me I pull find it up. Might be it, y'all. Oh, I forgot to read so, the Rue thing. It's okay. It's that time, y'all. It's time to... Okay, I got it here. Read our listener letter for Sunken Place. Guys, thank you guys so much for sending us um, 
sending us the messy stories and sending us the listener letters. Like this is such a great way to talk about new things for common senses. Like we really appreciate it. it. And we asked, we really asked for messiness. Like we said, please y'all send us old stories, send us new stories, please send us something so that we can give our two cents. Got have some guiding questions, give some advice if you ask for some advice, but this is a perfect example of exactly Mm -hmm. what we're talking about. So I'm not sure. Let's call this person a different name. Um, hmm. They like the name April. Let's do that. I didn't want to say a name because I know them, so I wanted you to make it up. <laughs> All right, so let's yeah, go with April. That's a good one. So April says, "Story time. <laughs> this happened back in college, but it's still a situation that keeps me up at night. And I would love your advice. What would you have done? It's Friday night. My friend says she needs a wing woman to see this boy she's been talking to." She is the other woman in the situation. She was aware and didn't give a fuck. And she is also my best friend. I didn't like the dude at all. He was trash and he, and she knew that's how I felt, felt about him. I have never trusted him and really didn't trust him since he was wanting to meet her all the way out in the middle of nowhere for the sneaky links. Oh, Hmm. hell no. Mm -hmm. Hell no. Because of this, I come with her to do her deed. Two nights later, I get a call from a number I don't know. I answer it to make sure it's not a friend in need. It actually ends up being the girlfriend of the dude. (laughs) I did know her, but we weren't friends like that. I don't know where she got my number. She asked me straight up, were you with blank the girl and blank her man the other night? And did they fuck? Here was where my head was at. Above all, I don't like him. I know my best friend was in the wrong, and she did too, but that's my girl. You know how that can be. So I asked her, you are sitting here calling me out over the blue, out of the blue over this boy who ain't shit. What do you think happened? We kept up for a little bit, and then she says, I know you don't lie. Everyone who knows you knows that you give it straight. So I... So I asked her one last time, what does she think happened? And she says she thinks he cheated. I say to her, well, I think you have your answer. As soon as I say that, I hear another voice from the phone say, why would you tell her that? (laughs) The boy was on the phone the entire time on silent. I was ambushed. Mm -mm. He thought I would lie for him because my girl was my friend. But didn't take into account that I just liked him enough to still tell on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to, I would love to know what y'all would have done in this situation. Would you have even gone with that friend? Should I have just hung up or lied? Be honest. Sincerely, stuck as fuck. So, April, this is what I want to say. I love the fact that you said it's a situation that still keeps me up at night because I be thinking about stuff like that too. I feel like that's real. Same, same. It be it do be situations like this. Sorry, I don't know. There's a noise happening outside, and I don't know what it is. But um, yeah, situations like this. Uh, like was I a good friend? Like, cause I feel like they happen so rarely that it's just like I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. So we got some guiding questions. Um, so first we want to start with your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And what do you what do you do when you're with a friend? that's messing with somebody else like has that ever happened like thoughts on it so it has happened to me 
Um, mm. <laughs> and this happened to you too. So um, this happened, and I really just minded my business in the situation and listened to them, you know, vent and things like that. But like, if they ask me something like, "Do you think he's a good person, or you think this won't work out and stuff?" I had no choice but to be honest and be like. I don't think this is going to work out and I don't know what you see in this person and like they're not being honest with you. I mean, they're, they're not being honest with like their main partner. So why would they be honest with you? Like I, that's the only time that I provided like my opinion, I would say is when, if they asked me like how I felt, but I don't, I'm not a fan of it at all. And I now um, that I'm older, like I don't, I'm not friends with people like that. Um, and if I was friends with people like that, they know not to tell me that, like, I'm sorry. I know your friends supposed to tell you everything and stuff like that. But, um, to me, cause I feel like if you could do that to somebody, like if you could just do that, like what makes you think that I can trust you? Like, you know? Yeah. I will say that I agree with that part. Like when people start doing certain things, those be the friends that I, but I don't know if you could spend night at my house when I'm married. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I exactly. don't know. Because you are, you because a fool. You are, you a sucker for love at any yeah, cost. And you really can convince yourself that like a relationship can't keep you from your soulmate. Exactly. You know? So I'm Good just delusion. like, okay, you know, I see that. Like I'm watching and I see that, but mm-hmm. I am a sucker for like, I want my friends to tell me everything yeah. because if you get into some shit, I'm, I feel like I'll be needing to know, you yeah. know? So right. it's like halfway, like I don't be wanting people to tell me stuff like that, partly because I don't want them to make that decision ever. But like, I still want to always be like an open book and um, just allow that space. So in the past where I, when I've had friends who have like, decided to that it was worth it to be like the other woman and to play that game I felt like my friends knew what the fuck it was mm-hmm. you know like that's another thing that helped they wasn't on no type of time like we're gonna be together we're gonna be happy it was more like I actually don't give a fuck about him or his girl like that and if he not loyal to her why should I be that's their attitude is that right absolutely not but I feel like you already know it's not right so what can I say like you absolutely want to be in something chaotic right now. And that's just like, long as you willing to deal with it. And when I tell you, I have girlfriends who are just like, or not now, it was more so when we were younger. Yeah, that's what, yeah girl- that's what it was. Because mm-hmm. when we was younger and I guess people don't really feel like those relationships mean anything anyway. It's just, and this just like, you know, April and friends, they were in college, you know, it's easy to like, do all that mm-hmm. you know to just be like all right i'm just gonna fuck fuck up this relationship so yeah but then an- another question was like would you have gone with your friend uh how far would you go to protect your friends so um oh sorry no you go ahead i was gonna say so the reason why i would go with my friend is like you said in the letter is like you know they're out somewhere you know in the middle of nowhere and I want to make sure they're safe and I don't trust this person anyway. So I want to make sure they're safe, even though what they're doing, I don't agree with, because I don't want them to get mad at me and then do it on their own. And then something happened and I'm got, I got to live with that. So I would have definitely went with them, wouldn't have been the happiest, but I would have went with them and appreciate that they confided in me um, and asking like, can you go here? Because like, you know, I just want them to be safe. 
Um, how far would I go to protect my friends? So, uh, everybody knows that like friendship means a lot to me. Um, I feel like I would go pretty far, but when you start getting me involved in the mess and things like that, I think I might have to, like, I would have went. And then after that situation, I would have been like, I don't, I don't think I could do this anymore. Like, cause you starting to get me into this and like, now the guy know what I look like, know who I am, like knows yeah. that I drove, like how, you know, his girlfriend wasn't like, you know, hyper aware that she had a fucking private investigator or something like that. Now, like me, he said like, why am I in it? Like, so I feel like I would have went, but after that, we definitely would have had a conversation like, yo, you definitely tripping. I cannot like, you got me tangled up in this little web. I don't like it. Yeah. Dead ass. I literally verbatim everything you said. That's how I feel. I felt like I actually was in a situation like that um, in college where my girlfriend, first of all, is she listening? I really hope she is because she she will know how shout out she was. <laughs> she had two fucking boyfriends. Let's start there. She had one boyfriend literally on campus and one boyfriend in Philly. And the boyfriend from Philly fucking came up. And not only did he come up, he came up with like three guy friends. And like she, they, she, it was wild because she told them to come up. And then when they came up, she was surprised. And I was like, you invited them. What are you shocked about? Like, and now you don't got no place to house these guys. Oh my God. So they all, thank God her roommate wasn't there, but I just did not feel comfortable with my friend being in a room with her boyfriend and all these fucking guys that she don't know. And she was uncomfortable, but then she was like, I did tell him to come up here. And I slept in a room with her. And I remember when I got like, but when I tell you they, this one guy tried to, t- I was like, get the fuck away from me. And he literally did not touch me that entire night. But like after that, honestly, there was a shift in our friendship. We're in a good space now, but I was just like, I don't live. I can't do that. I was uncomfortable, but I knew, but I felt like I didn't have a choice, yeah. you know, between like me riding for you versus. So I just felt like I did not like that. Um, me and that friend talked it out, but I was happy that I stayed there with her. It would mm-hmm. have been no way I would have got peace that night knowing that my friend is in the room with like all those boys, mm-hmm. you know, even though that was her quote unquote boyfriend. I'm like, we were fucking 18 years old and I never met him in my life. And that was like one of my best friends at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, you actually are just a stranger that she's calling her boyfriend. <laughs> we don't know you. So yeah, I just be feeling like when your safety is at risk, that's when you got to be like, all right, Tom, <laughs> wrap it up then. That's how I feel. <laughs> no, for real. Like you just have to, but also in the same token, don't put your friends in situations where you know, like every, like me and Iman know each other's level of comfortability. And like, we're kind of the same in that way where like, we both get uncomfortable with the same thing. <laughs> very so, easily. Very easily. So is, we would not have that problem. Like if I put Iman in a situation where she was hella uncomfortable, I would feel so bad. Cause I'm like, I know better. Vice versa. I, first of all, I wouldn't even be able to sit still in my seat. I'd be shifting around so exactly, much. Exactly, because also we're people that we, when we get uncomfortable, is very visible. Very <laughs> written all over our like, faces. Like, you know that meme? That's like Cardi B. It was like me filling the room with negative energy because I'm hungry. Like, that's <laughs> like the room is filled with the most. Yeah, I fill the room with terrible energy. <laughs> I really do. A dark gust of wind. Like, it's bad. Yeah. 
pissy ass energy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I feel like we answered this question already. So with no need to spend too much time, but can you ever justify messing with someone in a relationship? No. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> These bitches love trying to figure it out. Sorry. It's just, no, we meant to be like, then why is he with somebody else? If y'all meant to be, whatever happened to trust in the universe? Would the universe really send you somebody else's husband? And really? also, like a relationship with just two people, like that are consenting, like say we got is already chaotic enough. The fact that you like dipping off, like, are you serious? I thought like you got to open yourself up to be like to cheat like that. You know, you, if you just make it not an option, maybe it'll never happen. Like that's how I that's feel. wild like, to I just, me. Cause I don't even be like, when I really like somebody and I know that we're like exclusive, I can't even talk to other people. Like even, I just like, <laughs> like, I just don't feel it. I have no feelings I be for you. thinking God that I don't have to talk to other people. Exactly. I, don't want to. <laughs> I just be like, exactly. yes, finally, I got this one nigga to give attention to. I don't have to talk to nobody. I don't want to talk to nobody new. I don't. No. Not for, as a friend, not romantically. Like these days, I like think everybody in my life, can y'all just act right, please? That's how I feel. I'm like, finally. It's just one. It's not like, you know, bouncing a bit. Like, ooh, who does it? Like, I feel so like, I'm like, and ever breathe, breathe. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like people never can be satisfied. That'd be the real That's thing for why they really like means. always and, di- bobbing and weaving and dipping and dabbing. It's just like, come on. And people be scared to ask for what they want. Yes. Like, if you mm. want a little more in the bedroom, like, ask for it child but what would you do if a girl called your phone asking about her man oh i'm losing it <laughs> I'm, what megan say I'm, what did megan say ask your man ask not your me. man not me period okay? like don't come to me with it like don't ever come to me like that like somebody if came you, to me as a woman before in my dms and i just was like are you serious right now like this is a joke to me don't do that did anybody ever come to me as a woman? I, I have so. been come to as a woman a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has come to me as a woman, but people have definitely like I follow like their man and they follow me. Um, and it's like, okay. All right, I get it. You know what I mean? But in in the case, it was when I was like in college and I didn't know this one guy was with somebody, mm-hmm. but it was funny because I knew both of them and I was like, I'll put two and two together. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. You can usually tell when like people are together, especially on social yeah. media, but yeah, I have, and I've come to, well, I didn't even come to, I came as a beast, not a woman. <laughs> I was not, <laughs> I came as, I came as a beast. Let's just say that. And I had every right the way to. I be wanting to throw up thinking about calling somebody. Like, hey, do you know if you got it? How you get her number? How did you get her fucking number? Exactly. Where did you see it? Exactly. You saw it in your nigga phone. And you saw heart emojis going back and forth. So what you know? You know what it is. Exactly. Because the thing is, even though I came to somebody as a beast, I <laughs> went to the man first. And then I went to her because she was loud about it on her social media. So I'm like, cut that out. Like, you know, so then I feel like I wasn't too out of, I wasn't like, so are y'all, I knew it. I said, cut it out. Like that's what, (laughs) 
I wasn't asking. I really don't be having nothing to say to nobody. Like, once I get done dirty or, like, you know, once I feel like somebody's, like, fucking around, I, I'm really not competitive at all. I'm like, all right, well, this is over. You definitely just broke my heart. I feel like I'm it might be different when you, like, me. think, well, this, I thought I was in love, but, like, I feel like it's different, like, when you, like, in a relationship and, like, also you got stuff at that person's house. Like, I had to say something. I'm not talking to the girl ever, though. Oh, I'll yeah, yeah, that yeah. Right now. But I definitely like, unless, was... unless I know her or yeah. some shit like that. Like, that's when I'm talking to you. Like, if I'm, if I think it's a friend or something like that, because I got to beat both your ass. But, yeah. like, if it's just a stranger or whatever it really don't matter who it is i don't need to talk to her the only person that committed to me was the person i was with yeah, so exactly but this person the knew about conversation? me and it was disrespectful to me so that's i feel like that's a little different but i was also young yeah because but then that mean they came to you yeah true but for you to come to them as a woman is different and you're going to get disrespect each time it ain't gonna be no time you go to true. a girl you step to her as a woman and she's gonna be like yeah I'm sorry, sis. Like, no. It's like, <laughs> bitch, what you talking to me for if you even think that it's a possibility that your man could even be Yeah, that don't me. even make sense. Like, also, like, you're calling, like, you're not even calling the, you're calling me the friend. Like, you're just all out over the place. Like, you're discombobulated. Yeah, and then, then, oh my God, then he was on three-way. Like, you said they ambushed you. Like, I'd have been like, you rat. Also, as a man, why are you on a three-way? You rat bitch. What are you doing? Like ambushing me, setting me up. I swear to God, if I was, if I knew I was a guy fucking with the girl best friend, I would have like start coughing or like pressing <laughs> buttons or some shit. So she wouldn't say, he sat there, let the answer. He probably was shaking hard as shit also, while he wasn't. My thing is when people know that if you know your girl, how she is, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. And she gonna embarrass you, humiliate you like that on three way. Like, oh my god! Um, and then finally, the last question it was, did you do the right thing? I don't think what you did was wrong. I will say that I yeah, felt I like you were wrong. true to yourself. You did not like this man, and I think that your dislike for him ha- took over. And I understand that. I think I would have been like, ask your man, not me. Mm-hmm. Period, and hung up. And I think that essentially you did the same thing, but you wanted, I think some part of you wanted her to know that he was cheating. Maybe I'm wrong, but I felt like in that, like forcing her to say it, it might've been that, but it could have also been like getting her to fucking think for a second. Mm-hmm. Like, and also you didn't like him. Yeah, I would have probably tried to keep it under wraps just to not, like preserve my friend a little bit more simply because like now it's like, or is this girl going to have beef with my friend? And the beef really should be between her with her and her man. But instead, like, these bitches really do need to be hearing it. They need to hear it before they can, like, believe it, which is wild to me, mm-hmm. personally. But I don't think you were wrong. I think you, you stood ten toes down and being an honest person that you claim to be. And you, at the end of the day, he was cheating. So it's like, it's not like you lied. You literally just told the girl to open her fucking eyes and say it out loud what she think. <laughs> Period. Yeah, so you didn't do nothing wrong, sis. <laughs> <laughs> that chuckle. Oh, my God. But, yes, that was a fantastic question, guys. Send us more a mess. Make sure you send it to the emails at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. 
You can also follow us on the socials at Black Girl Brunch on Instagram, BLK Girl Brunch on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram at Imama Tay. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Matei and Sabria. At It's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. That's it, guys. That's the show. Have a good one. Bye. Peace.